Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your host, James Marshall, reporting from Portugal. And today I have a very special guest with me, returning uh, due to public demand and the fact that she's awesome, welcoming the one and only Miss Hayley Quinn. How are you doing, oh, Really good. Thanks for having me, James. So You're we're here to talk welcome. about dating apocalypse and how we can possibly not let COVID-19 ruin our lives. Yes, uh, exactly. So you and I spoke at length uh, nearly a year ago. I think it was in April when the last time we had a big chat and it was the start of the pandemic and the adjustment to people's dating lives. And so now, now both of us have spent a year still working as dating professionals in this new and bizarre space and time to be alive. So I'm really curious to hear on your end, uh, both anecdotally and maybe also from the statistical science levels, uh, what it is that you think has changed or what has, and what has stayed the same? Because I, what I've seen noticed online, especially with comments on our videos when we put out, for example, some infill videos, people saying, cold approach is dead. You know, <laughs> online, online for men is like you're battling uphill against the algorithm. It's all over. You basically may as well hang up your hat and just give up and become a monk. Uh, so <laughs> that's not, I don't, I, I disagree, but I'm curious to hear your, your viewpoints on, yeah, what has changed, what's gotten worse, maybe where there's some wriggle room for people who are taking advantage of this situation. So what is the dating space like in 2021? So I'm not going to lie that I think if you sat down probably at the start of 2020 and went, this is the year, <laughs> you know, for me mm -hmm. and my dating life, I think, uh, external circumstances probably threw a pretty large wrecking ball through that. I think the COVID-19 thing has been a huge game changer, just like dating apps, I suppose, when they came out, that really changed the dating space as well. But not even a pandemic can kill people's desire to meet one another. You know, mm -hmm. sex, love and connection is not dead. I think that how we access it is going to be different in the meanwhile. But again, not all of those trends that we're seeing at the moment have to necessarily be incredibly negative. So, for instance, like yourself, I'm traditionally a much bigger fan of the world of in real life dating. And long may that come back <laughs> at some point. Um, yes. Yeah, at some point this year. However, in the meanwhile, online dating. Now, there's a lot of bad you can say about online dating, but there are some positives in here that I'm going to pull out for you. Online dating is booming. Uh, I had some. I was doing some research with Match recently, which showed that January the third. 2021 was the busiest day for signups on their site ever in history. Mm -hmm. There, uh, there was 45% more people joining up. So whilst it's like, oh God, it's online dating. On the other hand, because all of the women that would have traditionally just been able to walk into a bar or a friend's party and they would never have had to do the online dating thing. Now that's because that's one of the only spaces that we can meet people. It means you're getting a lot of people on apps who traditionally were never on them. So there is a bit of a, and I think also with dating apps, there is a bit of a first mover advantage. So women as guys have probably experienced themselves in their life, when they are using apps, they don't use it in quite the same way as men do. I think when women join the app, it might be like, it's Sunday evening, she's just watched an episode of Bridgerton on Netflix. She's thinking maybe my Mr. Darcy is out there. She joins a dating app by like Thursday afternoon. She's bored. <laughs> you know, she's had some mm -hmm. bad messages. She's had some suboptimal experiences and she's just lost interest. So women tend to like go onto an app, use it really heavily, 
and then it, they oftentimes they'll kind of drop out of using it. So if you have this momentum then of new women that are joining the platform and you can kind of get in there quick and be one of the first people to capture their interest and communicate with them and progress that onto video dates, that's not a bad thing. Of course, it's not quite as exciting as maybe the days of like running up to someone, you know, on the street, but we've got to remember those days will eventually come back. Like my, the one thing I always reassure myself with about this, by the way, is there is a lot of greedy people in the world and there's no way <laughs> those greedy people are going to let see our economy collapse to the state where we all live in a bubble inside our houses for the rest of our lives. And when that happens, I think it will be like a huge amount of unreleased and like released energy people are even dubbing this to come the summer of love whether it's this year or next when mm -hmm. we're kind of free from our confines and for the guys out there particularly who are having a hard time thinking like as you said it's it's just time to go monk um i would just remind you that there's plenty of frustrated single women out there in the world as well of course i work with men and women pretty equally and it's just and I think this whole period in time has given a big reality check and wake up call to people about what's important with, to them. People have had a lot of time to reflect. So it's not just the men out there who are going to be chomping at the bit in a few months time to actually be able to go out there and meet people. Women are going to be seriously into that as an idea as well. Yeah, that's that's really interesting that the the ways that men and women have traditionally met people like let's say organically have, have been have been shut off to some extent. I wanna I wanna look a little bit more at the online stuff in a moment. Well to be honest I don't really want to because it's it, I still I still cringe at it, but I understand that it is necessary. Just before we got on this call I thought I'm gonna look up some statistics. And uh, so you know from from my hugely scientific research based on one Google search, basically in the nineties, which was when I first started dating, apparently people met thirty three percent through friends. 20% uh, at bar at restaurants, 20% at work, 20% at college, 15%-ish through family, and only 2% online. And now that's gone to roughly apparently 40%. I don't know if you've heard those, sense, those stats that couples are meeting, let's say, you know, almost half are meeting that way. And then the, the degrees to which those traditional through friends and restaurants and networking and so on have diminished a lot. Now, notably that 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 chart doesn't mention at all the pick yourself up and walk over to a stranger and boldly introduce yourself that doesn't even factor in on the stats uh, unless I guess you would include you know bar and restaurant traditional stuff but and anecdotally what in terms of like this coming summer of love I actually noticed a mini summer of love last summer because when you know when the world was in the dating space was saying okay right now it's all locked down nothing can be done we, because we needed to put on some workshops, we were like, well, we sod it. We're just going to do it anyway. And we, and we threw a bunch of workshops in a small period where there was this little window where things opened in the summer period. And that was really interesting to go out in the field with guys, both myself, I was out approaching and filming and, and with students of various skill levels, uh, seeing what the responses were when we were in the middle of a pandemic and the men were still approaching. Okay, so they were doing it socially distanced. They were doing it with masks on. So, you know, there was, there was things they had to adapt to. But what I saw was, interestingly enough, the guys that were able to, you know, get their stuff together and go and, and approach girls, they were actually getting better results than the year before, right? That, that was what I noticed. And I think it, it ties into, if you're a, a social attractive female back in the, the pre-end times, then you were like your your FaceTime or your, or your impression time with random men had all sorts of different locations and, and situations where that could happen. You know, whether that was flirting with the barista as going to get the coffee or through work or through friends or 
through parties, festivals, going out. Like there was a lot more times and places where a woman could bump into a guy who had, you know, whether he was an expert or not at approaching, there was just a lot more opportunities. And so we found that there was a lot of frustrated females on the streets in Budapest <laughs> where we were, were operating. And like humans are not exactly rational, logical. So it was, it was interesting to see that when the guy went and did an approach which was off or the, miscalibrated, the girl was all about the social distancing and all about the no handshakes and stuff. But when the guy went in and did something a little bit charming, she was like taking the mask off and there was handshakes and kisses on cheeks. So I, I, it, was, it was interesting to note that, yes, the, um, the, the desire to couple up was was is power extremely powerful it will even override health recommendations from time to time and that although i think men are going to definitely need to have it in their arsenal to understand the online dating space and not to just throw it all out because it's silly too having a, a broad scope let's say lead generation of, of meeting women can can still exist in this in this time and place it just totally. it's going to have to be um you know adaptive to the situations yeah and you're funny enough we found the same things in our training workshops in london we just kind of like squeezed them in like it was like mm -hmm. this scatter of weekends throughout the year and the covid thing admittedly we did it obviously when regulations allowed that to happen but the covid thing actually never came up once in any interactions so that was really, because we were, obviously we did the same as you guys, masks, social distancing, blah, blah, blah. But we fully intended that to be like the number one topic of conversation, major objection. And it was just like a tumbleweed in that area. And <laughs> I think it's just so important to know it's not just the men that are frustrated out there. Like women are incredibly frustrated as well. Often I would say that women as well have, well, as you pointed out, first of all, not traditionally tons of social opportunities to meet people. They do not at the moment. Mm -hmm. Secondly, women also feel more time pressure around dating, in my opinion. So they feel like they are on a runway towards getting somewhere and they're less kind of in the mo present moment, I think, when it comes to dating stuff. So for women, the idea of a lost year is actually pretty painful, you know, because that's like, especially if she had an intention to meet someone. And I think because of that, as I said, I think it's going to reinvigorate people's attitude towards and maybe how they were interacted with their dating life before. Maybe it's like they made rash decisions. Maybe they didn't make time for people. Maybe they didn't even prioritize the whole dating thing. I've got another stat actually, which shows that I think over half of people surveyed are more interested in forming a relationship as a result of COVID because I think for a lot of single people out there, they'll have been sat there, you know, in their living room wearing the same set of pajamas for three days in a row thinking this might have actually been a little bit better had I had someone to ride this out with. So mm -hmm. I think we can expect more renewed motivation. And so for the guys out there, particularly who I know you're speaking to, I think there's just important stuff that you can be doing right now. Like it isn't touch wood, the apocalypse, you know, meeting people will come back again that opportunity will arise what skills can you develop in the meantime to help you to accomplish those things is there any work that you can do on yourself how can you become a more attractive person during this time and also even if you don't really like online dating and don't see yourself meeting someone through online dating online dating is still a pretty good like if you want a volume a volume an area with lots of potential leads where you can hone your messaging home video calls, you know, loads of those communication skills, which I know tons of guys can struggle with from time to time and they can feel like they lose the energy of the interaction. You might as well just do a whole bunch of research and development right now on how to get it right and use this time mm. to kind of keep training yourself. Yeah, because this is definitely a time when a lot of people are practicing becoming undateable. 
It's like in terms of like using this time definitely in the opposite way that you could be, which is, you know, letting yourself go or becoming more insulated and isolated and yeah, more switched off so that, okay, for, for many people, the reality is if you, the alternative to monk life now is to, to work on the online space. So my question for you is for, like I know for myself and for a lot of the guys that I work with, they tend to be often the 30 to 40 plus range, guys that weren't necessarily brought up with uh, smartphones in their pockets. I certainly wasn't. And I get some guys who are real purists about it, who are just like, I don't want to be online at all. Or why would I have an Instagram? I'm a 40 year old, uh, you know, investment banker. Isn't that just for the kids and so on? So what would you say in terms of, because what, what I see is there's, there's absolutely problems with the online dating for mm-hmm. men particularly, I'm sure, and I'm sure women have their own types of problems with it, maybe in terms of men being flaky and getting, getting actually, you know, actually being able to pin a, pin a guy down perhaps. But for the guys, it's no secret that a lot of the algorithms that these apps and sites work on work as a popularity contest of some sort where they shuffle people into dateable and undateable ranges. Which, can I just add, is a very good reason when you first join an app as a man, do not swipe yes to anyone and do not install an app which then starts swiping yes to everybody that it sees, you know, auto-swiping things, they exist. Mm -hmm. All that's going to do is ding the guys in the algorithm. So if anything, Mm. for a man, if you are starting on a dating app and you're playing a bit of that game, be even more selective stuff. okay because i wasn't sure if that was a myth or not so if you just brute force swipe the thing picks you up and goes you're you're you don't care about each individual and it's like what am i supposed to do i'm a man i'm just trying to work the numbers all right yeah exactly and also if you think about the app seeing it's seeing that you like everyone and how Mm -hmm. many proportion those people like you in return and that's kind of helps to set your relative hotness if this is the algorithms hot or not test so Mm -hmm. because of that you want to be very very cautious with over swiping particularly when you first join a platform oh that sucks so now you actually have to think about each one instead of going i'm never going to meet any of them anyway so i'm just going to swipe them all <laughs> okay so you can't can't just broad brute force auto swipe all right so for for guys that want to let's say dabble in the online space in order to hedge their bets or in, in order to just deal with the fact that this is what is the reality that we have to deal with at the moment but they don't want to they don't want some of the detrimental effects which is a, you know, sitting there demoralized for four hours a day, swiping and, and feeling like nobody likes them. B, getting lots of, spending a lot of time in flaky interactions, which mm-hmm. is, I think, something that both men and women probably complain about is that, and, and I found that before too, where I've, I've, it's like cute girl match. Oh, I'm excited. I chat. And then I'm just like, ah, it's a photo. It's, it's really hard to kind of maintain your like interest in this, in this potential human, which doesn't really seem feel, feel real yet. So what, what would you say are some of the tips in terms of, yeah, being effective with this, not letting it ruin your life, but also not throwing it out completely and just ignoring it when the fact is that, okay, 40% of people are meeting that way and it's going to probably continue to increase over time. Mm-hmm. So I think there's three things to touch on, which is like how to make things more effective for you. And I do a lot of work going through people's online dating profiles and there's always something you can do to optimize that and make that better. And I'm definitely of the mindset that you should just have as much lead generation in as many areas as possible. So why not have like a really kick-ass online dating profile as well as of course going out when we're allowed to meet people in real life. Secondly, there's the flaky interactions thing and there's there's definitely stuff that I want to give advice on there. And thirdly, there's just mo- morale, which mm-hmm. is how to get yeah. through this time when Um, It can be really difficult. So I'll start with morale. And first thing to point out is that women's morale suffers in the world of online dating as well. So I know it can really feel like 
she's having a field day of potential matches and you're just like number 163 in her mm -hmm. inbox, which is promptly being ignored. Reality isn't quite like that. Um, for instance, a lot of um, women that I speak to, they'll have the experience of they're going on apps and again, they just don't have meaningful interactions. Guys will like their pictures, but they won't actually message them. If they do message, it's just, hey, how are you? And they've even had lots of feedback actually that right now during this second kind of major lockdown, it's like men aren't trying to progress the interaction for because they don't, aren't showing any intent or pursuit probably because it is really hard to get excited about someone's picture on the screen but that means that for her it's she doesn't actually feel like she's in this um, abundance of potential suitors instead especially for a woman, even if she has 50,000 followers on Instagram, those 50,000 followers on Instagram and those all those guys which match with her online, until you have a meaningful interaction with her, like the bare minimum I'd say from that is like a video date, until you get to that level, you're not even, it's just like noise. You're not even on her radar properly. She doesn't consider those people as options. So even though as a man looking in, it can feel like there is like, there's a very long queue <laughs> outside this person's door. Her reality might feel very different from that. She could actually be like, there's no good men. I'm not connecting with anyone. These inter And she'll say the same things. These interactions are flaky. They're boring. They're not going anywhere. I want to feel desired. I want to feel pursued. I'm not getting that experience from dating apps. So she's been the same. Motivation point number two is to remember that yeah, online dating can be very tricky. Lots of dating apps have a bit much bigger proportion of men on them than women. And so even the real stud muffins of the dating world, there was a stat, it, this was a few years old, so this may have shifted from by now, but from a major online dating site said even like their top performing guys only got a 40% response rate on their messages. So the 1% of the online dating world get a 40% return rate on their messages. So lots of messages unanswered is not uncommon. Don't always chalk this up to you just not being good enough. In fact, it could just be that she, her profile isn't inactive and it's been very hard for her to remove that profile on the app. You know, that she's mm -hmm. deleted the app off her phone, but her profile's still there floating around on the app. It could be that she's just got bored. She's not responding to her messages. Like God knows, but like, don't put it all down to yourself. With the online dating thing, motivation point number three, keep it compartmentalized. Don't just sit there like scrolling when you're trying to do something else, even if it's watching Netflix or doing your work. Carve out a time in the day where you do the online dating thing, where you say yes to some people and you write some high quality messages. You know, if you get a bite back on one of those messages that looks really good, then that's the time I would say to invest maybe 30 minutes in having a conversation that ends up in swapping contact details. Otherwise, just keep it segmented in your day so it doesn't just feel like it's this just another pile of admin or another thing that's giving you alerts going on in your phone. When it comes to flaky women, important thing for everyone, men and women to remember in the world of online dating, is there's gonna be some people on there who are like really ready and willing to connect as much as they can do, whether that's meeting up or having a video date, depending on where you live and lockdown and all that kind of stuff. There's also gonna be a lot of people there who are just bored and there's going to be some people there who are like, I really want to find a boyfriend, but then actually don't follow that up with taking any actions that are congruent with that in their lives. So mm. rather than trying to convert people that are like disengaged, probably with dating and the app generally, focus on hot leads instead. So if some woman's, woman's just responding to you with like emojis or one word answers or takes like three weeks to get back to you or says, I'm sorry, it's been mad busy, but anyway, how are you? I would just like not i would just be like 
on those leads. And I know that might feel difficult, especially if you're really attracted to her, but it it can just be such a time suck and such a drain of your uh, energy levels. So instead, try to create a process where you are filtering women with the assumption that a lot of the people that you're matching with actually aren't serious they're not on the dating app as kind of like serious buyers. So you want to kind of have a way to get to that. Part of that is also when you do have that really warm response and you have a bit of chat back and forth with a woman, really capitalizing on that and going for the phone number, getting her off that platform while she's in the right frame of mind that that's something that she's open to. Um, That could be something that's really important as well to get that momentum because momentum can be lost um, extremely easily. But if you can get the phone number and get onto a video call, the chances of that interaction continuing is so much better. When it comes... you want to say something? I've got, I've got to pile oh, yeah. on with more I, online dating facts. No, no, please do. But um, yeah, that's certainly something I've noticed in my dabblings in online over the years is that women tend to be excited and attracted in a guy, even if it's virtually for a short period of time. It's not like you've got that in the in the bank, that if a girl was curious one night that we can leave that three weeks later because the dude's like, well, she's still hot, so I'd still hang out, I'd still bang her, so like, why wouldn't she? No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, I think that's really important what you've talked about, how you're working essentially with a broad spread to, to get as many leads in as you can. And, and how not romantic is this, what we're talking about? Like, it's like, all right, so we need a broad spread of leads, we need to filter them down into, like, optimize them, like, oh, wow, romance really is dead. All right, well, anyway, this is the realities we're dealing with. And to be able to see, to, to be able to be, like, not like it's like going to a, a casino and putting bad money after good. It's like if you've got a just because you've got this shiny thing and the girl wrote to you once and you're like, wow, that's that's the girl of my dreams, and then she's being flaky and giving you the mad busies or the occasional emojis. Yeah, having having like discipline in your mind to look at the, at this. Like, okay, to a certain degree, this is a, this is a numbers game. We're working, you know, literally working with an algorithm. So we can opt. There are certain elements you can optimize in terms of your photos and your bios and your messaging strategies. And there's lots that you can't really do anything about, which is the broad mass of data that's out there. And so to be able to go, all right, cool. We start with a, broad, a broad funnel. Girls that are coming that are giving us this kind of runaround. And gen- like you'll see after some time. Like, have you ever met one of those girls ever? And there's, you know, I've seen those things where I'm like, wow, that kind of girl who gives that level, I don't know if it's kind, but like a girl who's giving that level of investment, you're almost never going to see her, right? So then then any time sink into that, except for just uh, the occasional Hail Mary as a waste of your time. And that, yeah, like if a girl is interested, aroused, flirty, in a, you know, in a uh, capricious mood and she's chatting to you, that's the time that you do then need to escalate that. And if we can't escalate that to meeting in person, you've, you've talked about escalating digitally. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts maybe on, tell me about this video dating. Like this is, this is a new thing, right? I read an article the other day when I was doing a bit of research for this where there were, people had all these different ideas for, you know, you can cook together and watch Netflix together. And like, okay, so it sounds kind of dystopian and lame a bit, but yeah. but this is, okay, so this is, you know, this is a thing now. So maybe talk us through what that would look like. Um, probably a lot of guys have never considered that as an idea. Um, it does make sense when, you know, when you bring it up. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got another stat for you in the world of online dating. Yeah, and, it's got, it, and it's got a dating trend name as well. It's called Zoomancing. Like oh, Zoom. Right. Zoomancing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just what you always thought Zoom would be used for. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, my stat is that 18% of people say that even post-pandemic, they're going to keep up the video dates. 
as a filtering system. I'm guessing these women are, these people are women. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So I think it's, I think the thing is, it's like for the time conscious online dating user who's thinking, I bet, for instance, let me backtrack on that. I bet a lot of guys out there will have had the experience online of a woman agreeing to go on a date with them and then kind of flaking out. And then it he's trying to chase her around for a couple of weeks after that and it eventually dies. So I think that's because she's at that point of just not really being fully certain about whether she wants to meet and obviously doesn't want to disappoint someone. So kind of mulls it around and it eventually doesn't happen. What the video date now becomes is this like extra qualification step, like, I've been able to visually see you. You are who you say you are. Do we have a connection as we're speaking towards one another? Was that fun? So it becomes like another gateway to go through. And I know this sounds like I'm like the bearer of bad news here before you meet her on a date in real life. So why I'm bringing this up is twofold. I think because of this reason, because I think it's this is going to become part of our dating culture post-COVID if we ever get out of COVID. And secondly, because I think with the video date, in and of itself, that is in many places around the world right now, that is like that best level of investment you can get from her in this moment in time where meeting in person is just like not happening. So because of that, I think it's important to get good at going for video dates. And I think having that interpersonal connection, even though it's not as great as meeting in real life, it does mean that you're in her mind, you will be in a slightly different category to random guy that she's messaging on the app. You've actually become a person. That's a very good thing. So just like you said, momentum is extremely important. If she, the woman's very chatty, capitalize on that. You know, you could just say something like, you know, I think this level of chat warrants a video call or warrants a call. Uh, let's catch up this weekend. So just be relatively casual about casual and direct about it. Get her phone number. Mm -hmm. As for the video date, I think the first time you speak to her on the phone, I would just keep it really short, especially if you find phone calls a bit stressful because we're just not really fully used to doing them in the modern age. It was more like a 1980s thing. Uh, then I would suggest, you know, going out. I found them stressful in the 80s. <laughs> I still, I can remember stressfully calling people up on the telephone. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, do it while you're doing something else, like cooking your supper or like going for a walk down the road or whatever you, you can do because i think having something going on in the background will make it easier for you and it gives you an out <laughs> if things mm -hmm. aren't connecting if they are connecting well i would still leave it on a high so this goes back to kind of what we're talking about with guys being prepared to walk away i think this is such we're talking about maintaining your motivation as a man in the dating space this is crucial so if she's not investing in those messages online it's, it is actually okay just to leave it because you're mo maintaining your motivation, your purpose is actually more important than just like, I guess, taking it to the absolute, this is completely, you know, the point where you're absolutely convinced it's done with every mm -hmm. single woman, you know, take, do broad strokes a little bit more. And the same thing goes with like the world of online dating. If you're on a video date with her, it can feel tempting to just like chat, 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 chat. And then like, you're like, wow, two hours has gone by. But then guess what? It's actually really hard to sustain conversations with people that you can't meet in real life over an extended period of time who you've never even met in person. So because of this, be okay to walk away first and end on a high. If the interaction is going well, then just be like, you know what? I've got to hop onto a, uh, a call with a friend. I've got a meeting coming up or I've got to start, um, I've got to do my workout, but it's been good chatting to you. Let's catch up next week. So actually it's a very powerful move to end an interaction first. And I remember once back in the good old days when we were sat in um, Budapest, you were telling me like after two and a half hours on a date, 
the date should end and it either ends or you're taking her home. That's it. There is no super long mega date that invo- that evolves out of that. And I think the same is true for the video date. Take her home or send her home. And if we can't do that in the digital space, then uh, wrap it up. I think it's also totally fine to bring that up overtly, like to to because that can take that can take the pressure off things for both parties to say, um, yeah, how about we we jump on the phone for like ten minutes and let's even set a timer if we if we're if we're and then feel free for any of us to leave earlier. It's like it's a, yeah, we're not we don't have to sit down and commit ourselves to two hours of conversation. And I, I've said that kind of thing before. So I, you know, usually I don't like like being on the phone much, but let's just have a quick call and you know and uh, get to know each other and then I'll go off to my very important thing I have to do uh, changing my tracksuit pants for the first time this week. <laughs> I've got to get to my meeting. Do you think, um, actually this, this, this brought up a, brought a little idea in my head. I think, so you guys will have seen that Haley and I did a bad date compilation uh, recently, which we filmed, that was a while ago, that was a, well over a year ago, mm-hmm. back when you could, could go on coffee dates. Uh, maybe we should do a follow-up where we do bad Zoom dates sometime. That would be epic. I would yeah. count me in. I would love right. that. Oh, there's so much bad stuff we could do with very inappropriate backgrounds and bad fashion. And yeah, that would be great. Should people be getting ring lighting? You know, should we be like... I've actually got a ring light right here. So I'm going to be oh, really... Yeah. This is my bit of authenticity. I'm broadcasting live from my parents' living room. Not because I live with my parents, <laughs> but because it's COVID and, you know, I've got a kid. And so um, it's, it's way easier for childcare purposes to be based here. But anyway, I've made it slightly better by having mm. a ring light. It was the probably, I'm going to say, I look at this ring light with a look of love right now. I think that was the best £25 <laughs> I spent this year because through the wonders of Amazon, because, you know, my husband and I, we left London quickly. We didn't really think that we would be here all this long. I don't have any of my normal YouTube gear with me. And I was like, oh, well, I'm doing calls. What can I get? This thing, it just sits on the desk, plugs into your laptop. It doesn't need a power source. I can turn the lighting. Let me turn it down a little bit. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yes. For mood lighting up. Nice. And Genius. It makes you look fabulous no matter where you are. I've seen some terrible backgrounds in terms of guys' online dating photos, let alone their video date. You know, mm. when you're thinking about how you're presenting yourself through, it, it's just like when you walk up to a woman, you know, in the daytime, if you're kind of dressed badly and, you know, your mannerisms are bad and, you know, also, and you're having some other challenges there, she might not immediately get the fact that you're this high quality man. If, if you don't have to look like a male model, but if you're like well-dressed, the photo is well-lit, there's not stuff in the background. Like I've seen ironing boards, I've seen unmade beds, I've seen, I know that there's, and what you really want there to be in the photo is either a really nice clear background. So like a nice brick wall or wall covered with ivy or some graffiti or something on it, or plain white wall, some interesting background, or um, it be in a location where you would in normal times be taking on a date, like an outside coffee or like strolling by the river in Budapest or whatnot. Like she has to be able to visualize herself spending time with you. And if you've got like a messy kind of teenage boy bedroom your style isn't on point the photos all pixelated you know you've got a bad t-shirt on red eye three mates crowding in on the picture so she doesn't know which one you are lads then it's just like it's not saying i am a man who has got my life together and i've got something to offer you as a woman so think about what you're communicating through your photos that's why having high resolution well-lit well-styled photos is an absolute must and you know I think we can complain all we want that Instagram's taken over the world and like it's just 
you know, everyone's leading their kind of red carpet life. Uh, but if so many people are, have these high quality pictures, particularly women who pre-lockdown, you know, when I used to take Instagram pictures, trade secret everyone with one of my female friends, we would take like 20 pictures at least. We would set up that shot, you know, and it would be all beautifully done. If that's the game that she's bringing to her pictures and you've got gym mirror selfie, it's not going to work. So we need to uh, upping your photo game as well as upping your messages are probably the two most important things to just transform your success online. So even something with something simple like a ring light, that is a great shout for guys to get out mm -hmm. there and get that sorted. And I think it was before we actually started recording, but you mentioned Instagram as well. Like why, if you're a 40 year old professional man, why would you use Instagram? Well, Instagram is again, another level of verification that you are a man in the world who's got his shit together and has something to offer a woman. So a well-curated Instagram profile Again, it's got that kind of like bloggy look about it. it. It's got some finesse. It shows that you're with the times. It shows that you understand what makes a good picture. To put it in different words, it's kind of like a meme. You know, like memes create in-jokes and in humor with people. So the reason they're funny is because you're like, oh my God, someone thought exactly the same thing as me. When someone sees a great Instagram wall or a really good online dating photo, it creates a sense of being in the same community. It's almost like you're in the same social circle as her because you've shown this level of awareness around trend and what looks cool and photography. And it shows you've got this really well put together life. So I think if you're a guy, either private that Instagram account or have an Instagram account that has a theme. So it doesn't just have to be pictures of you. You know, I've seen really successful accounts by guys which are like architecture or nature photography, or it, but it looks really super polished. I think that's so important. And if you have got an Instagram, which is pictures of you, get rid of any pictures where you look, you know, that don't look your best, pictures of pictures, pictures of your food, avoid all of those kind of like run of the mill Instagram errors because it, if done well, an Instagram account can add an extra level of verification and interest from her. And it can also be a great way to maintain contact with women who you have got in your peripheral social circle, whether they're matches online or women you met pre-lockdown. It's a great way to kind of keep their interest and see how interested they are over this period of time before we can meet in real life again. Yeah, I see this as an interface between the, the online and offline world. Uh, so yeah, I'm not someone who spends very much time at all on Instagram, but I'm conscious of it. So it's like once, sometimes I don't put up a pic for a month, but when I do, I'm consciously looking at, okay, if, if, if a lady was to look at this one page, which has, what is it, nine shots, uh, in, at any given time, she's going to be able to see a headshot, a body shot, and a puppy shot or something. Well, in my case, it's baby goat shots uh, and, and something about like my lifestyle, right? So it's like, there, there will never be a series of, of 20 shots of my cat. Like, I think one cat shot is cute. 20, shot, 20 you're becoming a weird cat dude. Although, my, now I understand because I never had a cat before. And now I'm like, oh, it looks so cute today. I'm like, I should put that. I'm like, no, no, it's only me who thinks it's cute. Okay, I see how people get into putting up too many cat pics. But yeah, like in terms of, I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to spend all day on it. I don't want to be validating myself off likes. I don't want to be trying to com compete for followers. I, I, I look at it literally like it's a resume. Uh, it's crafted very specifically for, because I'm a single guy, so it's crafted for single ladies. It's not really for my mom or other people. I, I, if you 
for some guys, they're like, oh, but I've got a professional life and I don't want people to know that, I don't know, I'm single and I'm having fun. So in that case, fine, just have a separate one. You have, you have your one that's only your, your family and only for business, whatever that may look like. And then you have one that's curated and specifically designed so that when you're meeting, either meeting women cold, when that's a thing or if that's a thing for you, which it is still a thing, guys. Like there are ways to do that. Like I, I'm, lots of my students are anecdotally meeting women in all sorts of scenarios they're just, you know, they're doing it at the supermarket and everyone's got masks on and then they wave at a girl and she smiles. And then when they walk out, you say, hey, excuse me, can I just stand back? And would you mind just taking that mask off? Because I'm pretty sure you're hot. And then she does. And then, you know, that, that can still happen. And in fact, there's lots of fun ways to, to go about it. But um, if, you know, if that isn't the case, that you, that you have this, this interface where you have essentially this resume on the cloud that at any given time, if you meet a girl cold, you meet her through online dating, you meet her through social circle, or you know friends of friends or whatever it is, then there's there's an impression that's ticking away in the background that she's she's being reminded of you when a photo pops up. Uh, she can take time to go away and think about you and create some kind of story or narrative where you fit into her life, as opposed to even if you did a great job of a cold approach, it can often still just be like a standalone moment where the girl's like, oh, that was a fun flirty moment and now and that now it's over right but to take that next step into her real life uh this is a great way to bridge that totally um i love how you said that it's like it, you know that women can get into the moment and then walk away and it's like that was that done um mm-hmm. and i'm sure those are guys out there have had that experience so women often feel more comfortable swapping instagram contact details it feels probably slightly less personal than a phone call and gives her a chance to sort of check out your life your wider lifestyle and see if that's a fit in terms of utilizing Instagram, just a couple of like tips out there for the guys. Stories are fantastic, you know, because you can swipe up and, you know, see who's watched your story. So I know I've spoken about this before, but that's very good because obviously Instagram's algorithm puts your people who are most engaged with your profile at the top. So then you'll be able to see if she's really regularly viewing your Instagram stories. You can also send lots of interesting or sub-communicate, I guess, lots of messages to her by how many of her stories you watch slash don't watch. So mm-hmm. some, some, I guess, tactics, dare I say it, that some of my male clients have been using, you know, they might meet a woman, she watches all their Instagram stories, they will very occasionally check hers quite consciously mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like they're kind of waiting in the wings for her. They've also, uh, I've also kind of taught people sometimes it's quite good to, again, cultivate your what lifestyle you're putting up by your stories. So putting up a picture where you're, you know, at some cool place, which is an amazing view. And you've just got two, you know, in your stories, it just has two wine glasses on the table. She doesn't need to know that they were both your wine glasses. Mm. You know, it creates a bit of intrigue. So people definitely, as you Mm -hmm. said, they Mm -hmm. make a narrative about what they see presented through your Instagram stories. So I, I think there's so much in men's dating, which I think like, like being like being mysterious or creating narratives there's all these interesting skills which aren't actually like direct and action orientated but are still really great ones to have in your back pocket four times like these and for utilizing instagram so um i would definitely recommend to the guys out there you know i like real life dating too i will always think it's the best way to meet people it's the most and also i think it's the most enjoyable and rewarding but during times like these you might as well if you've got a bit of spare time why not get an amazing instagram profile why not get an amazing online dating profile together why not like hone your messages and your video call skills because this is only going to help you out further down the road you know where you are really actively meeting tons of women in real life again mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And also depending on what's going on with the lockdowns, um, like this can be like kind of a Romeo and Juliet thing. We're not allowed to meet, but let's like, okay, so if the rules are that you can only go for a walk by yourself around your block, let's like have a point on one bridge where we w- walk by each other and tip tip my hat to you, my lady. You know, we have our, we're, we're going off to have our forbidden love affair. So they're, they're like, I'm hearing lots of my students are getting laid, they're getting on dates. It's because lots of people are just jack of it. They're like, all right, well, Okay, I don't live with my grandmother. I've not got no contact with an elderly person right now. I'm willing to take the risk on one one other human, which we're all taking risks on anyway by going into the supermarket. And so if there's ways to sneak off and have uh, forbidden little dates, which there definitely are, that's something that can add to the excitement for sure. Yeah, I think it's. I think this time has got a kind of like a a slightly less edgy kind of wartime-ish feel about it. So I think that mm-hmm. people are kind of thinking outside the box and if, if people have got a lot of time on their hands as well like people do like to occupy their minds with romance like that's so important mm-hmm. to people so I think there's lots of opportunities there to start building things up and there's lots of opportunities still to flirt like even if you can't touch it you, you know there's a lot of room there to say you know you know if it wasn't for a two meter distance right now here's what I would do you know or you can actually start to communicate and build up this amazing fantasy image of how you can spend time together on the other side so there's a lot of room there to really get a lot of investment from her and enjoy a lot of romance anyway and i'm not to comment on the morality of this but yes trysts are on the bridge or otherwise uh definitely still happening happening. and one thing i've seen uh with with my clients is that uh if it is going to happen it's going to happen a lot easier because there's an you can't spend two hours at the at the cafe, right? So like some of the dates that I've been on and I've, some of my uh, clients have been on is, well, for example, in a city where you can go and get a takeaway coffee, but you can't sit down, let's, let's grab a coffee, go for a walk. And then we're like, listen, we really better get off the street because we're not supposed to be out. Do you want to come and X, whatever, have a cup of tea at my place? Also guys manage, managing to get their first dates to happen actually at their houses or at the girls' houses. Because again, many of the traditional dating locations, it's impossible. And so if you have built some trust and rapport with, let's say, a video date, for example, and then you're like, hey, listen, I'm going to cook my famous lasagna tonight. Do you want to sneak over? I can get you an Uber over and let's let's cook here. For some people, the action is speeding up a lot because we don't have the option of going out on multiple outside in the world dates. And so if people want to do it, they have to do it at each other's apartments or houses. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think because of that, I, I was going to say that asking someone if they're going to be in your social bubble is like the new going steady. You uh, know? Right. So it's become a thing. And I think because mm-hmm. I totally hear you, that I think you're right that when somewhat permissible, first dates in someone's apartment is way more acceptable than it would have been in the past, you know, because there is none of this ability to have this whole strung out dating courtship around that because Mm -hmm. there's just no other option, but to like, especially in the winter, but to go kind of in, I'm being a bit of a Northern hemisphere is there, sorry. Sorry, mm-hmm. James. But there is no other options available to you. So that's that's become a thing that's really important. And for those people that are enjoying those kind of accelerated, I guess, romances, for some people, they that means that they want to have these like kind of hyper honest conversations about like, mm-hmm. are you physically seeing anybody else? Or can mm-hmm. we just form a bubble together? So I think it's created these like mini relationships or these mini going steadies which and that or that and again there's dating term for this it's called turbocharging it's because people Mm -hmm. are rushing towards a destination because as i said just the idea of having someone who can like come around 
you know, a few times a week rather than me just sat here in my butt by myself starts to look really, really appetizing. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. All right. Well, I know we have to wrap it up soon. You've got to head out, but I've got one last question for you, which is a bit of a, just a hypothetical one. As someone who's been in the, you know, you've been teaching for 10 years, maybe. I always just say 10 years whenever I mean a long period of time. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. You and I have been in this industry at least 10 years. And so we, we got in, in the early days of, of, you know, funny, weird methods with fluffy hats and, uh, and hypnotizing and went through the, the 2000s and then moved definitely into the more digital online dating um, sphere. I, I think about this quite a lot in, in terms of like watching the sociology of, of or the anthropology of, of dating in the modern world. What are your predictions? Do you have any predictions for like over the next five years? Do you think, where do you see human dating behavior going? Uh, do you think it's going to be vastly different if like if we look at what it was like 10 years ago it is you know there's massive changes do, do you have any um, predictions or do you think that there will always be a space for people meeting live that that social circles will always be important or do you think it's going to be become more and more decentralized and more and more to do with you know people's connection with technology I mean, I definitely think humans and technology is a lifelong relationship that's only going to deepen um, as time goes on until the point we're probably cyborgs. So I'm not going to deny mm. that that's the direction that I think humanity is is going in. However, I think at least for, for now, for the immediate five time, like we're talking about a five year future, people still have a massive appetite to meet people in real life. And just being told you can't do something for a prolonged period of time is a very, very good reason to stir people's motivation to actually go out there and do it. Um, mm. So I don't think I don't th and I think lots of the frustrations that people have with online dating can only be resolved with meeting people in real life. So I do think that that whenever it becomes slightly more allowed and the kind of like social restrictions relax. I definitely think we're going to have a, I think the feeling it will probably feel like when like the war is over or something, you're, I think you're going to see street parties. I think you're going to see people connecting, probably people being very much more open for a period of time. That being said, like I mentioned earlier in our chat, several trends that we've developed through this weird period of time, I think are going to be here to stay. I think video steps as an extra qualification level are going to be here to, are going to be around for a long period of time. And also with us moving increasingly online, you do need to have a good messaging style. You know, if you do have any trace of you on the internet, you know, on a social media platform or otherwise, it has to be good. So there are things that have changed in our like, dating paradigm but do i think like meeting people in real life is over absolutely not i think that actually people are going to have renewed energy to go out and do that on the other side of this yeah i think you might even see kind of nostalgic like backlashes against it where you know how like hipsters now are really into like handmade things that were made in the old traditional ways i think you might even see that as a bit of a kind of a, a fetish of like oh we, we're doing all ye old timey dating in this that people will you know switch off some people will be switching off their social media to to uh you know play with the old style but um it is it is really kind of interesting for me watching especially when a video of ours goes a little bit viral uh and guys commenting on it the the cold approach and there's a lot of people commenting as if i'm doing something that is voodoo like that is that is outrageous, that is creepy, that is weird, like to talk to a human in real life. No, uh, we have to keep it alive, is, is James, you know? Say. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would say this, and it's also, it's not just men meeting, you know, men, creepy men hitting on women. It's actually, I like, I teach women how they can get better at encouraging men. 
to approach mm. them in real life. So it's it's always been a two-way dynamic. I think since for any Bridgerton closet fans out there, you know, like the ladies are flapping their, you know, shirt signaling with their hand fans that they're mm-hmm. interested or dropping a handkerchief. There's always been a back and forth. It's not just like the man, the man is there, you know, being very predatory going after the woman. And I think what mm. you're going to see is said renewed openness probably on both sides of the spectrum and and also just how novel it will feel so for the guys out there i think it's like okay bit of a boring bit of a boring kind of challenging period and you know how fun is this to live through a major historical event (laughs) i think if we can just suck it up for like whether it's three months 12 months 15 months you know i'm kind of mentally preparing myself that we might be in for a longer haul than definitely than what we probably thought when we were chatting back in April last year. But yeah. ultimately, things will resume to some degree, of, enough of a degree of normality that there's going to be this rush, this rush to meet people. So you want to make sure that you are really, really well set up for the day that it can happen. And I totally agree with you. Even now, you can still find moments of chatting and connecting with strangers, or even if it's in a socially distanced way, you can still have a really, really good online dating profile. You can still have killer messages. You can still rack up some video dates. I have like one client, he's got like 10 women around the world now who are like all desperately wanting to fly and see him. So he's going to have like, he's going to have some schedule problems. <laughs> you know, it's come. And you could put yourself in this place of abundance just by great online dating profile, few actions in real life, good follow-up plan with your messaging, solid video dates, great Instagram, which kind of keeps a few people in the loop and then knowing how to kind of manage your communication. So you're not thinking, oh, like, you know, how do I possibly keep her interested for the next three months until we meet those stuff like Instead, you have to think about intermittent yet impactful communication that you can have so that over this period of time, you are the guy that she's creating the narrative and that story in her mind about that she is so excited to hop on a plane or to run out to a date in real life and finally see. Fantastic advice. Thank you very much, Haley. That's uh, very useful for, for the dudes out there. So yes, everyone prepare for the return of humanity and, and sex is coming soon. And for those who are crafty and creative enough, it's already happening. Cool. So um, if, if uh, anyone out there, gents or ladies, wants to get in contact with you or check out what it is that you do, Haley, where should they go to find you? Uh, if they go to hayleyquinn.com and if you go to hayleyquinn.com forward slash dating hyphen advice, um, I've got a link to my online club there. We're having a really good time. We also do a 30 days of dating challenge, which you can do entirely via the digital world at this moment in time. So if you want to kind of do a good Kickstarter on your dating life, and as I said, it is a co-ed community as well. So there is some opportunities. We've had some mini Hayley Quinn club romances, and it's just oh. a cool way to actually still connect with women, still speak to women, you know, even during these kind of odd times. So I'd definitely check that out. I'm also hyperactive on Instagram, slight answering the DM. So if you've got a question, you can find me at Hayley Quinn X on Instagram as well. Yeah, I've seen that with you, Hayley. You are extremely prolific on there. Even, even uh, you know, going through motherhood and you will bounce back at it very, very quickly. So yes, you're an amazing resource for this kind of thing. Okay, so thank you very much. And I look forward to having you uh, on our show or meeting in real life or doing some really bad Zoom dates together. Pretty <laughs> I, soon. Would, I can't I'm, wait. I'm thinking about ba- bad, inappropriate backgrounds. And I'm going to see if I can get, get worse in this background. That's like my personal goal <laughs> at the nice. moment. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, right. talk to you soon, Haley. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The The Natural Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.